morning, guys. I love Orange County. They bring such a great energy. And it was funny, they're going through the slides, and one of the brothers here, I'm not going to mention uh, Rick's name, but he, uh, I love Rick. So uh, he's got a blind date today, and uh, Mo is telling him, like, that's your blind date. And Rick's like, yes. <laughs> so I guess he was pleased with what he saw. So I'm excited for you, Rick, to have this great blind date. So, but uh, I, I appreciate Orange County, all the great things you guys are doing, all the great events you guys are doing. I heard New Year's, uh, this past New Year's party was amazing. Um, I wasn't able to go to it, but I wish I could. I was at the campus one, which, uh, you know, but I wish I could have been at the, the singles one. So I'm going to make sure I'm there this year. So, and I know you guys, if you do the sports day any way, anything like you do the New Year's, you put the same type of energy. I know sports day is going to be the best sports day we've ever had. So I'm very excited about that as well. So, um, but anyways, like they said, my name's Aaron. Um, guys, I'm not single. I'm married. But, so I hope I don't lose your trust. I have been single before. I was married a little over two years ago to my wife. We lead college and singles ministry. We met in the singles ministry. Um, now we're both serving full-time in the ministry, but um, before that, my, my wife was finishing school to be a teacher, and I worked at AT&T for, uh, worked at AT&T for a couple years, but I've always been in uh, some sort of business management role, so that's my background, but uh, now I work full-time in the ministry. I love it, and uh, it presents a totally different challenge to me, and uh, today, uh, what I wanted to do, just to kind of lead you, the charge is choose your role. I think, yeah, time to choose your role. And when I think about that, one scripture comes to mind in Romans chapter 12. And we'll be in this one a little bit because I'm also doing the practical and the uh, kind of the closing. And so that's actually on the, the sheet and we'll, I'll hand that to you afterwards. But Romans chapter 12 verse 3. It says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you. You guys there, by the way, I'm sorry. Yeah. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. I just love how God puts it sometimes. Don't get prideful. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Sometimes we just need to hear that. Just as each, is a, each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Is that, you guys believe in that? Let's be honest. Not every brother is meant to lead a Bible talk. And brothers, I'm sorry to share this, but not every sister can cook. I'm just, you know. Hey, I will give you some free advice, though. My wife will tell you any day that she could, she's not a great cook. But she has got a gift at following directions. So she has an amazing cookbook that she follows directions. And I tell you what, I eat really good. Okay. She's a, so she's becoming a great cook due to a great cookbook. I don't, what, what scripture am I on? Five, five. So, okay, verse five. So in Christ we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. 
If it's leadership, let him govern diligently, and if it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. This scripture is pretty plain and simple. It's pretty straightforward when it says there's a time to, when we have a time to choose our role, it says there's two things we really need to choose our role. One, sober judgment. It says we need to be humble. Now, I'm not going to talk about humility for the entire time because I would be up here a lot longer than 10 minutes, but um, I'll say a couple things about humility. Is that humility is necessary for us. Humility is what impresses God. God says that humility is what greatness really is. Jesus was the greatest man to ever live, but he was also the most humble man. And we're called to imitate his humility. And sometimes we just need humility. We need to look at ourselves humbly in order to see really what our role is, what our true role is. Because sometimes what you're meant to do isn't the thing that's up front on the stage. You know, and sometimes what you're meant to do isn't maybe the most glorifying. But once you find that role, once you find the role that you're meant to do, I don't know about you guys, but I like doing things that I'm good at. You guys like that? Once you find a role that you're good at, that you enjoy doing, see, this isn't, you know, being a Christian isn't like a full-time job where your boss tells you to do something and you have to do it whether you like it or not and whether you want to do it or not. See, when you're picking a role and picking a gift or picking like and using a talent that God's given you, normally because it's a talent, you like doing it. So you'll do it because you love it. You know, it's just, it's the same as like, you know, it's why some brothers can put the chairs out and be happy when they're putting the chairs out. Because they love to do that. They love serving. You know what I mean? You guys feel me on that? You understand? But it takes humility. And I don't know if you guys remember, y'all remember uh, the Spider-Man movie? The first one? I think it was the first one. Not the, it's the, the um, not that they just remade it, but the other ones. I can't, what's his name? What's the lead? Tobey Maguire, yeah. And his uncle, do y'all remember what his uncle told him? With great power comes great responsibility. And I always, that always stuck to me because I think about like the gifts that God's given us. And it's like, if we have the ability, I think we have the responsibility. But do you have the humility to see that ability? Y'all get, get all that stuff? There we go. That's all I'll say about humility. <laughs> but then he says to choose your role, and then when you choose a role, you need to commit to it. And I love the Bible, because when the Bible repeats itself, it says, if the gift is encouraging, encourage. If it's teaching, teach. You know, it repeats itself, and sometimes when it repeats itself, that's like an enunciation. It's like what my mom does. When my mom wants to enunciate something, she'll say, and when I tell you that food was good, it was good. And when I tell you he was driving fast, he was driving fast. I have no idea how fast that person is going, but I'm just imagining someone driving really fast. Do you know what I mean? And when the Bible says something, when I tell you to teach, teach. So when we, pitch, when we pick the gift, when we have that ability, we just need to use it. Have the humility, but then use it. Sometimes it's not always like that. I'll tell you guys a story. I, uh, um, I ran cross country and track in high school and college. And in high school, we had this coach. I, he was a Marine, ex-Marine. And uh, he used to play football, and he got this really bad injury playing football, so he started running, and he never stopped. 
And by the time he became my coach, he had ran every day, I'm not kidding, ran at least a mile every day for 21 years straight. He had won three races across the United States. He's ran across the United States three times. And he's won those three times that he's done it. This guy is intense. And uh, when people would tell, when I would tell people who I run for, this is my high school coach, mind you, okay? When I, I tell people, oh, I run for at Lovejoy High School, that was the name of my high school in Georgia. Um, I ran for, I'd say, oh, you run for Westbrook. So it's like you were known if you ran for this coach. He was intense. And the toughest part about running for him was the summer camps. And he would tell you, okay, if you can get through summer camp, and by the way, guys, summer in Georgia is like, it's like 95 degrees, 100% humidity, and we're in South Georgia in the farmland. It is nasty down there. You got gnats that are like this big. You know, they're like, they're big. And these things are like, they're, they're violent, okay? They just, like when you're running, like I used to uh, be really concerned with how my hair looked, and I would put hairspray in it, and they would dive bomb my hair. Um, but anyways, we, he would have this, this running camp, and it was so intense. And he would say, if you get through the running camp, you'll, you'll make it through the season. But he would tell he would warn you, if you don't, like, don't come if you're not going to be serious. And we'd get there, and uh, you had, uh, you know, you had to... You had a whole, like, list of things to do before you got there, like the three months leading up to the summer camp, the training that you had to do. You know, he'd tell you you need to run 100 miles a week for three months straight and then come to this camp. Okay, that's, that's the type of shape that you had to be in to go through this camp. And we would run for four days, four times a day, six days in a row. And we'd have all kind of different things that we'd do. And um, there was one punishment that he would give everyone, and it was called just a jogger. Okay, because, you know, to the runners, to the racers, if you're just jogging, you're just, you know, why be there? You know what I mean? You're here to race. You're here to compete. And what he would do is he, he had this shirt. It was just a white Hanes t-shirt that said, that was written in black, just a jogger. And then if you were just a jogger, you had to wear this shirt. Now, there was only one shirt. Okay? It was not allowed to be washed. And you had to wear it the entire time until someone else got the honor of wearing the Just a Jogger t-shirt. And I remember this vividly because this, was, this, this struck the fear of God into you because you're like, you don't, this shirt stank. Okay, you got to think. I mean, it's 90, like I said, 95, 90% humidity. People are sweating in this shirt. You're not allowed to wash the shirt. And then, you know, so the later the camp went, the, uh, the worse the shirt got. You know, and we would play games on, you know, we'd have like a, one of, one of our training sessions was like an athletic game, so we'd play like ultimate frisbee or something like that, something that you're still running, and people are diving all over the place, they're sweating in the shirt, it's just nasty. Guys, I mean, if I, I can't explain the nastiness enough to you guys. But um, I remember it very vividly, I had ate something pretty bad on a Thursday, camp started on a Sunday, I had ate something pretty bad on a Thursday that morning, and then we had to go out for a 10 mile run. And I was in the back with the girls. Actually, behind most of the girls. My stomach was just, like, it was just in knots. You guys ever done that? You ever had that feeling? My stomach was just in knots. And I get, I get there, and then I can't remember who had had the shirt, but they had had it a couple days. And uh, we're sitting in the a circle stretching, and I'm not feeling good at all. And coach comes up, and he's like, Hawkins! 
just a jogger. And so really, the, 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 the process is pretty easy. The person that was wearing the shirt takes it off, and I have to put it on, and I can't take it off until somebody else has. I mean, so this person just ran 10 miles in this stinky shirt. You guys, y'all get in the picture? Any of you grossed out yet? Just a jogger. But you know what? We can be like that spiritually. We can be just joggers spiritually. You know, just religious. Or I'm just a churchgoer. You see, the Bible, when it says to use your ability, when it says if you have the ability to serve, then serve. If you have the, and by the way, serving, I know it's not just a gift, it's also a command. Everybody needs to be serving. But some people are just better at it. If you have the ability to lead, then govern diligently. Do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Don't be just a jogger. Don't be just religious, just there. Don't be just someone in your ministry. And the fact is, everybody here has an ability. God's given each one of us something, right? Do you guys believe that? You might not feel that personally. If you're anything like me, sometimes you need people to tell you that. Sometimes you really need to pray and, and reflect because I'm, I'm harder on myself than, you know, I, I think I might need to be. But God gives us all abilities. But the question is, is how are we going to use those abilities? Are we just going to be there? Are we just going to be just joggers? Are we going to really use the abilities? And I promise you, I promise you this, you will be at your best when you are using your gifts that God's given you. Because you'll be happy. Because it's a gift. You'll be at your best. And right now I'm excited because Jose's going to come up. Jose Fong's going to come up. And um, afterward we're going to talk more about those gifts.